0: Get on the... Train!
1: Crippin' <laughs> <laughs> ain't easy... Everybody and welcome back to Podding Ain't Easy. We are your hosts for this Star Wars Marvel pop culture uh, podcast, you know, the things podcasting feed. We are Team Godfather, and for the next six weeks, we are burdened with glorious purpose. I'm Scott McLeod, and I'm joined by the Egypt Mobius to my Loki. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hello, yeah, and um, just like, um, Agent Mobius it is difficult keeping Scott under control.
1: <laughs> Nobody controls me.
0: Even that's, a, that's what you think. <laughs> uh,
1: but we're here to look at the latest uh, offering on Disney Plus from Marvel, that is the Loki kind of mini series, uh, the first six uh, episodes. So we're going episode by. So as we would do for the Mandalorian. Yeah, i thought we needed a bit of a break from stars and this is something fairly recent but uh carl before we delve into this offering from marvel we should briefly talk about the, the previous two offerings because we haven't really talked a lot about Falcon winter soldier or one division on roger pines i think and they are an 18 probably may have talked a a all one division or something like that but there's been nothing about falcon winter soldier so we'll, we'll, try, we'll try to keep this as brief as possible but uh what, do, what were your thoughts? We'll start with One Division first. What were your thoughts on One Division? Because that was a very unique, you know, like project, especially for the first of these like new TV series that they were doing.
0: Yeah, it, it was really good. Very strange for the first two or three episodes, where it's basically done as a sitcom um from like yesteryear i think the first one was perhaps uh 50s or 60s and then we had a 70s one and then an 80s themed one and for the first perhaps two episodes it's not really explained you know what's going on why it's been presented in this way and it's all very unusual but as the show goes on, and you find out more and more what's going on, and it's obviously um, one that going to create a sort of perfect world with uh, a <laughs> at that moment in time reanimated vision
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: I think it's weird because they uploaded two episodes the first two episodes together, and then started the weekly thing, and it is weird, they put the two, the two episodes together they were easily the worst to start off with. and It's not like criticism. I liked it. Like, it was a neat take. You know, the first two episodes were in black and white as well. And, you know, some of the third episodes I think was in black and white. And then they started just going in colour as the decades, like, went on. So uh, I like that kind of take on it. And they give you subtle little things that maybe things aren't what they seem. So I think maybe they put the two together because I think for a lot of people, they weren't still weren't really sure what the show was and, some people were very negative towards the first two episodes, so they get those two out of the way. Then people can start to see what is what is behind everything that's going on. And, yeah, the different, like, nods to TV shows, like, I like the idea, I think, as they got to, like, 70s, 80s, a whole, like, turn to the camera, somebody's name pops up, as, as it was a staple of shows back then. Or my favourite intro has to be the Malcolm in the Middle style one, I think, when they were maybe a <laughs> yeah, that or
0: whatever. <laughs> that, that was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think the series really kicked off um, in the episode where we meet uh, Captain Rambo. Um, Mm -hmm. I think she's just come back, hasn't she, from being, um, what do they call it when they get clicked away? Uh, Um, Blip. Yeah, Blip, that's it. So she's just come back from blipped and (laughs) has no idea if she's like, five years has passed. Um, Yeah, they start finding out about what's going on in... um, this town wonders taken over, and you get a uh, couple of characters from other Marvel films show up. That cop from Ant Man, who's mm-hmm. fleshed out a bit more and is a lot more likable in this. And Darcy, played by Kat Dennings from um, uh, the first couple of fours and she's also brilliant in uh, in in this uh, program as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I-
1: bringing in quicksilver or at least again pretend to be Quicksilver, you mm. play by the same version as the x-men and then revealing that actually it was an illusion that he wasn't really quicksilver at all uh and you know the greatest villain reveal a villain reveal that will be measured against all future villain reveals going forward uh with the it was agatha all along musical number <laughs> yeah
0: it's just brilliant
1: oh i can't tell you how many times i listened to that song when it first happened uh, it, it was so good uh, so that. I remember there were rumours at the time of a cameo from Doctor Strange or even bringing in Magneto, I suppose, because I think uh, they were rumoured oh they they going to tease the idea of introducing mutants when Quicksilver was brought in and then obviously Wanda is next to progress here in uh, the Multiverse of Madness, which Elizabeth said like the same week that she wrapped up WandaVision, she was on a plane to London to film Doctor Strange. So there's going to be some tie in there, uh, and Rambo uh, also she's played an older version of the child of uh, the friend of Captain Marvel from that film, and she's also grown up there. and and uh, her mother she finds out died like three years into the five that she was gone, which is sad. And there's also it showed you a side of you know people coming back that you because uh, you've seen the good side of all all the superheroes emerging to help fight Thanos and Endgame. Then you the average everyday person around they just put them back into existence. It's actually quite horrifying.
0: Yeah, I mean, just imagine just you're gone and then you're back again and five years have passed, but you don't know five years have passed. And mm-hmm. you, you sort of see it with um, Ant-Man. Um, mm-hmm. His daughter's still alive, but she's grown up, so he's missed—he's missed he's missed five years of his daughter's life. And yeah, she so with Captain Rambo, Her unfortunately, her mother's died, in, in that time, so she, she she missed being there for her mother. So, yeah, some quite interesting and difficult situations are brought up.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, and like the, the unique ways they, they do this, like uh, using TV shows to kind of fit in with the uh, you know the episode plots and everything, and. Yeah, the original reveal of uh, Agatha and India, the two versions of Vision fighting each other, and the mm-hmm. white Vision is still out there, who's kind of holds some resemblance of the original Vision, even though he's been experimented on, so there's always a, a chance he could come back, and everything. Uh, I think what this sh- sh- series and what uh, Falcon Winter Soldier suffered from is that the second last episode really was basically the filler episode, basically all the talking and uh further flushing out of things right before the big finale so they can just have all the action mm. contained in the finale but that then leads to the second last episode kind of being a bit meh especially when now when, now when you're watching it on a weekly basis it kind of leaves you wanting a bit more
0: yeah yeah I, I would agree with that but i suppose you gotta you gotta pop your exposition and all that in there somewhere at some point
1: mm-hmm. i think when we get into it i think that's what i like about loki uh, I think most of the exposition is really contained to the to the first episode because they only have six of them because there's six episodes for uh, Falcon Winter mm-hmm. Soldier and nine for Wanda which was an odd number but yeah so they managed to get all their exposition out in the first episode and you know it's interesting the first two uh, series of, the first two shows they've done don't really need to have a second series because Wanda's story can be wrapped up and uh, can be followed up on in Doctor Strange and potentially any version of the X Men that Marvel had the rights to them. And, you know, they've announced they announced shortly after the end of Falcon told Soldier that a Captain America Four was happening with the same showrunner who did Falcon American Soldier and now writing the screenplay for it. So it felt like Falcon uh, uh Falcon American was basically everything they uh, basically Falcon War Soldier is a bridging gap between Steve leaving at the end of endgame and like whatever they're gonna wherever they pick up from a Captain America Four.
0: Yeah, they're basically like preludes to Phase Four, is it what they're calling it? The next, mm-hmm. the next thing, and it, yeah, it's a it's a good use of the Disney Plus um, app, and uh, yeah, it gives us something to watch while, as you say, bridging the gaps between um, one film to the other. So it, it's good stuff. I enjoyed, I enjoyed I also enjoyed Falcon and Winter Soldier. It was quite good to see. Um, oh what's his name um baron
1: oh yeah, yeah. baron zima
0: Baron Zemo. His it on the tip of my tongue when we're talking about division. <laughs> now since we get to this bit my mind just blanks yeah so it's great <laughs> to see him and uh him doing a little bit more and um nice to see that um falcon sort of accepts that he's um, you know, accepts his role, new role as Captain America. Basically, um, it's quite important. It's a big step, not in the fictional universe and in uh, our real world, uh, that a uh, you know a black man is going to be playing Captain America.
1: Yeah, yeah, because they take a, real, like, a extended bit, like when we're talking to some of the politicians about you know how people have been brought back in and how people are struggling with the way the world's readjusted and everything. And they kind of tie it, after the blip, and they kind of tie it into what is happening in the real world and everything and a black man being Captain America and everything. And they've got the idea of, like, uh, America and all that and how it was in the 40s when Captain America was first created to how it is people perceive America now and everything and meeting that other black super soldier that nobody knew about who they tried to basically He'd deny all of his existence causes Falcon to deny the idea, to, like first has the idea of even picking up the shield. He's like, like they'd never accept the Black Man as Captain America.
0: Yeah, definitely, it's got some very poignant um, sort of um, beats. Beats mm-hmm. to it, as you say, and um, you know why shouldn't there be a? A black Captain America, and why shouldn't it be him? And that's sort of what he comes to accept by the end of the series. And he has a brand new spanking costume, which even has his Falcon wings, which is <laughs> really cool. And we also see the return of um, Sharon Carter, who's a bit more of a shady character than we last time we saw her, which is very interesting yeah
1: she's revealed to be this mysterious power broker mm. that, that's referenced and like i don't mean to be one of these people like i was watching my brother and i think in episode uh three or four he uh, when they kind of go and meet her and they have that big fight in the storage unit uh place he basically he, he basically thought the idea to me like, do you think she's a power broker i think possibly and then they reveal it because like i think if you wanted to like a twist for the final episode it would be in one because he got that and you got this John Walker who they tried to put in the Captain America place, like the government at least did, uh, because they feel like America needs a symbol. You know, it's not just you can just put anybody in the suit and everything through the shield. And he he has an interesting story, but then you have him being this woman played by Louis, Julia Louise Driver. So I struggle to get that name out there. Uh, and they seem to be all well, people think they're teasing some sort of a group of super villains or something like that, or at least they're going to use party, put together a group to maybe fight the Avengers at some point in the future.
0: Yeah, the, the, there's like some su- they've made like some sort of su- super serum, haven't they? Almost mass produced it. Mm-hmm. And as you say, they're um, uh, these sort of rebels have got their hands on it, haven't they? I mean, mm-hmm. they sort of missed the time during the blip, don't they? 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 They kind of preferred a quieter life where things were a bit better for for them so uh, it's quite interesting you probably would get that in real life as well people that would prefer you know that sort of time then when things sort of start getting back to normal you can sort of imagine that happening and uh, yeah it it's it's uh it's a really fun series um we also get to um Oh, yeah, see, some sort of um, stuff from Bucky Barnes as well. He's mm-hmm. maybe like a form of post-traumatic stress syndrome or something. He's very guilty over some of the people he killed, even though it wasn't really his fault because he was brainwashed and being controlled. Um, there's this guy who never knew what happened to his son, and you find out it was um, Bucky Barnes as a winter soldier who killed his son during a mission. Uh, he has to sort of learn how to deal with that. So there's some good stuff, quite deep stuff, and also um, we learn the Falcon has a sister as well, mm-hmm. who he's trying to he's trying to help. I think the the parents left them like a boat or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they came
1: from like a small community, it doesn't have like a lot, but like it's a case of like everybody chips in and helps everybody. And they're arguing like how desperate they are for me, whether or not they're going to sell the boat or not. And, you know, they're like, oh, it was left to both, so we should both agree on this. And I think it's like tying in with Falcon, like trying to remember where he came from, as well as going out and being a superhero and everything like that. Uh, and the Bucky stuff is quite good. Uh, one of my favourite things about the show is their interaction. It's almost buddy copish at times, because, you know, you've seen... Mm. I, I like there's a call back to a, a Civil War where uh, they're in the car waiting for Steve and... Uh, Bucky goes, can you move your seat up? No. And then they have a scene where Falcon's behind Bucky and he goes, you're not going to move your seat up, are you? No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they they, they have a great sort of bromance, don't they, where they have that sort of banter where they know they really sort of like each other, but they don't really want to admit it, so they express it by being cocks to each other. Like real friends do.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like they have this set off and the therapist is trying to help them, or <laughs> they, mention, yeah. they talk about wizards and everything like, you know, like Gandalf. And uh, uh and says to uh, uh Sam actually, it's called Sam. Sam says to Bucky, How do you know about that? I read The Hobbit in 1937 when it came out. <laughs> uh, reminding you how old, yeah. how old Bucky actually is, given like how the serum affected him. And then, uh, this like other cat in America, also, he's not trustworthy of them, And how we, we learn how. I realize it outmatched against these super soldiers when he doesn't have the shield. And so then he ends up taking the sermon and he goes a bit, he goes a bit mentally, like, like, I think one of the best endings of one of the episodes says when he kills one of the other super soldiers worth his shield, you don't see it. but You just see everybody's reaction and the blood Mm. dripping off the shield.
0: Yeah, it's it's a really good scene and it just shows you that it's not easy uh, being this sort of Holier than now figurehead and mm-hmm. making sure you always do the right thing and make the right decision. And also, but I, you know, I was able to instantly relate to um, Falcon when I realized she had a little sister called Sarah, because, <laughs> you know, and I know, I know all about that one. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and It's also funny. Um, in one of the latter episodes where Bucky Barnes is basically cracking onto his sister. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no,
1: no. <laughs> yeah, he's like, don't you dare. Uh, the whole thing with these villains, like, kind of like preferring the way things were during the book, I think you know, we're going to have an episode of Road Chronicles about Thanos, and I think we do discuss there a little teaser about the idea, is he really a villain and all that, and the idea of his motivations and, you know, uh, this is something we I think for the kids maybe the idea of like how justified really is Thanos and what he was trying to do, like guess the way he was going about it was probably wrong. But the idea of like making things better for people and some people did find it better when the world and like feeling they got forgot, forgotten when everybody you know came back. And so, so it's interesting to take. Uh, I did love like how early on in episode six they just went like can't tell America now he's got this suit and now he's just gonna take these guys down and. I've read a few issues of the, uh, the 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 comic run where Falcon first became Captain America, and I've, from what I've seen, I've seen those comics, and then this suit is like pretty much as most of these, even though they changed a lot of people's origins, sometimes in the MCU movies, you can't argue that like outfits like this are, like ripped right out of the comics most of the time, and so you do appreciate the accuracy. I mean, something have been some changes some characters, like we look at how Hawkeye dresses in the uh, MCU compared to how he does in. Uh, how he does in the comics his comic art outfit when you think about it like yeah it's probably you couldn't really picture uh, jeremy renner wearing that kind of outfit
0: yeah i mean they've all they've had to update a lot of the outfits haven't they from the in all um sort of superhero films across the board because it just sort of doesn't work for tv like the the comic book um mm-hmm. Outfits and a good example is that is the end of first class when they decided to put Magneto in almost like full. Magneto regala from the comet box and it. It just didn't look right on Michael Fassbender at, at that point did it and they sort of By the time they did the sequels it they, they sort of done away with that and thankfully so because it, it just didn't work And there's another interesting thing they did on the fact when, when the soldiers like people um, have been moved into refugee camps almost they don't know what to do with all these people have come back from the blip because now be, you know, the people living in their homes and that, so are these people having to give up their homes for the people that have come back from the blip, or have they got to rehome the people that have come back from the blip? It's all very complicated. I mean, what if you thought your wife had disappeared, and or your mm-hmm. husband, and you've started dating someone else, and maybe even married someone else, and then next thing, you know, your husband or wife's come back from the blip. I mean, it's <laughs> there's some very... <laughs> Very sort of challenging things when you start to think about it.
1: Yeah, I think I think a lot of people being, who came back had to be home because it's five years, somebody else probably would have moved into where they were living or whatever. Because I think they show like they show a couple of clips of people returning and in, in, uh, in Spider-Man: Far From Home as well. like there's a basketball court where like half the team originally disappeared during a game, and then a game five years later they all randomly reappear again. Should do a game where like there's somebody randomly popping up in their car. While somebody else is driving that car, like, because <laughs> it's, it's the idea of you pop right back up in the place you were before, and so if for somebody for people in that in that place where they don't know you, it's going to be a very awkward situation. And <laughs> as bad as it thats that you've just done the rest. where the fuck have I been? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. um, imagine if you're blipped, you know, in bed with your missus or something, or all sort of you're blipped back. <laughs> Someone's bad at <in> your
1: darkest. The semi is not for you. This was five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what's smart about this is that having him become Captain America in this rather than another film, because if you come up with a film titled like Captain America 4, or Captain America, whatever it's going to be called, uh, then you give away the idea that, of course, if he starts off the film not as Captain America, that you basically give away when the title that he is going to be by the end and so using this as the prelude as we said because it gets out all the kind of minor details that you wanted to get out and uh sets up some stuff for the future so it's it's, it's basically them using Disney Plus to their advantage and I look forward to seeing what get, what what American 4 looks like maybe it's like Zemo is still alive but he's back in jail and uh Sharon's still around as the power broker but the guys don't know that she's the power broker so They've left uh, quite a few doors open for that new film.
0: Yeah, he got taken back uh, to Wakanda, didn't he, Zemo? So uh, I, I, f- I feel that it probably won't be the last we see of him. He became a bit of an anti-hero, didn't he? Because he was, like, dead against the super soldiers, wasn't he? So mm-hmm. he he was quite willingly helping them, but you you just never know with someone like him if you can really fully trust them. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, you talk about gifts, like I thought about the gift that One uh, Division gave us with the Agatha all along. So, yeah, even at the there was a, like, we only saw a fraction, apparently, there was a lot more of it filmed. Uh, the memes of uh, Zemo dancing. Yeah! Like, <laughs> 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 uh, I think there was a video of Chris Evans watching the the video of him dancing as well and laughing his himself and everything, which is funny. But I think there was all sorts of rumors at the time that. Evans was going to appear in some sort of flashback over at one point, but you know I think the series is probably better off without that.
0: Yeah, I think it's best to let um, Anthony Mackie sort of take over the role without sort of Spectre of Chris Evans looming, if if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, it is a shame that he becoming Captain America. Uh, I think it's good that he's become Captain America, especially now that. You know, such a, he's such a big part of the MCU and everything, so a prominent superhero. And people getting to see a black uh, version of this character, especially now that we've lost one of the other prominent black characters in uh, the MCU and, and Chadwick Boseman playing Black Panther. But, you know, we, we don't know what's going to happen with Black Panther 2 that's still going ahead. Uh, it's subtitled Wakanda forever, so maybe somebody else will take on the, the mantle and everything. Uh, but the next show after Loki, uh, it was going to come out later in August. Uh, I think August twelfth is the announced date. Is "What If," which is showing these alternate, you know, ideas of all the universes and everything, the multiverse and all that. And you know, there's a version of a of Black Panther, uh, Chadwick Boseman's character, who got basically taken up by Yondu and the Ravengers instead of Peter Quill. And apparently, Chadwick Boseman did voice a, his part in that uh, episode before he died. So that's basically going to be his last performance as. The is going to be in this cartoon.
0: All right, so that'll be uh, quite cool when that drops, then. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the only ones we know about so far, I think there's a zombie Marvel zombie ver- episode. There's going to be a episode where, I think in the trailer, it showed uh, Killmonger somehow saving Tony Stark from like the attack at the start of Iron Man One. I don't know where that's going to lead, uh, and the uh, idea of Peggy Carter being like Captain Britain. Uh, where she takes the sermon instead Steve Rogers Everson, and everything uh, oh that'd be cool mm-hmm. so you know there's a couple of different ideas there uh, and I think so by the end of the year we're still going to get a couple more there's a Miss Marvel show uh, I can never remember the name of the, car- the character's name but she was featured from it in that new recently, Avengers PS4 game and maybe she'll tie into uh, the Captain Marvel next Captain Marvel film and then you got the six episode Hawkeye series that's coming out with uh, Hawkeye uh Clint Barton t- apparently training a new like a uh, protege uh Kate Bishop to take over the, the Hawkeye mantle uh which is very good and uh, there's rumors that uh his, uh Kate Bishop's storyline is to try to take out people in the mob because her father was involved with them there's rumors of uh bringing in Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin for Hawkeye
0: all oh, right. that'd be cool. I wouldn't know if it? if we did that. I'd be all about that. Yeah, because
1: uh, I think the Netflix shows were briefly taken out of canon a little bit after they all got cancelled. But they're, they apparently said they do have designs on bringing them back. Uh, yeah,
0: I'd definitely like to see uh, Daredevil come back, especially with the, the same actor as well, because I thought he was excellent.
1: Yeah, they were talking about bringing the same actors back. They don't know what, when, where they're going to put them, because you got him, I think, bring back the Punisher because uh, apparently the, the two like, rumoured places for Matt Murdock to come back and they, and they specified Matt Murdock not Daredevil is potentially Murdock showing up in Spider-Man uh, the next Spider-Man film and potentially showing up as a lawyer in She-Hulk because uh, Jennifer Walters I think the character who becomes She-Hulk is also a lawyer so there's a chance that he would have crossed paths so you know, there's always uh, a chance that he could come back because they, they would reference the movies and the netflix shows but they were like i said they were sort of this weird alternate thing all their own
0: yeah it, it was quite weird the way they did it but now they're under one roof they might be able to sort of streamline things and tie things up a little bit which would be cool but we'll uh we'll have to wait and see but yeah they've got so much going on haven't they on the marvels and star wars front it's yeah. uh yeah, I won't be cancelling my Disney Plus <laughs> sub anytime soon, put it that way.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't think I don't think we can expect to see these like shows, even though their Marvels characters appear on Disney Plus anytime soon, because I think they were made for Netflix. Like Netflix, well, like maintains that right. So, because like I remember when Lucifer, uh, the TV show, moved from uh, Amazon to Netflix, like the first three seasons of it before it moved to Netflix are still on Amazon and aren't able to go on Netflix. So when you go looking for that's why It goes from season four onwards. So, this whole thing of different streaming services having the rights to TV shows. So, I think uh, Marvel's going to take these characters. Basically, like I forget what we did on Netflix. This is a new thing because I think they were just testing out the uh, the TV show. Basically, these those Netflix shows were basically the precursor to the shows we're talking about here that are on Disney Plus.
0: Pretty much, yeah.
1: Pretty much. I um, mean, you can also technically tie in the shield into that as well, but that's beside the point uh we've talked a lot there's a lot going on as i said with marvel right now but we now go into loki and i think for this episode well i uh, think for this we'll do what we did with the mandalorian where we basically go through a brief synopsis of the episode of we're delving into different aspects of the show uh we start off seeing that same clip from endgame of uh the avengers come back in time and Loki imagine to sneak away with a tesseract and the lights, I think the screen goes dark because you can hear Thor asking where Loki is. And then you see the Marvel logo that we all know, but uh, it comes up in the Loki killers to kind of golden green. And uh, Loki manages to land somewhere in Mongolia uh, with a bunch of like locals all like, fuck is this guy? And uh, he tries to repeat his glorious purpose speech from the Star Avengers, but they don't understand what he's saying, uh, which then brings the TVA and. The Minutemen, led by Hunter B-15, who basically arrest Loki and I kind of blunt with him, like the way they confront him, because he doesn't know what the hell's going on. He tries to, like, fight back, but he does the same to where he basically, he gets hit, but he's moving in one sixteen speed, but feels the pain in real time, apparently. And then he gets taken to the TVA to be tried. Uh, we meet a character called Miss Minutes, who explains the TVA, voiced by uh, Tara Strong of uh, harley quinn and uh, powerpuff girls fame amongst many many other things in the world of voice acting uh loki's having to sign a thing that confirms everything he's ever said uh he learns about these things called the Timekeepers, who created one secret timeline after some sort of multiversal war and they need to be on the lookout the tv is there on the lookout for variants like loki Uh, and then loki is gonna be saved from being reset uh, even though he tries to wangle his way out of being trialed and say he's not guilty, they, they order him to be reset and, and he learns he's he tries to escape using his magic but it doesn't work in the TVA. But he's saved by Agent Mobius, played by, played by Owen Wilson, who basically wants to use Loki to hunt down another dangerous variant that he's hunting. And we see him on the hunt from early in the episode because he killed some of their men. And uh, they walk around and he says, uh, this place is a nightmare. No, that's a different department. And. Uh, We'll basically trying to interview Loki trying to learn more about him when we see footage from like past like past things that he's done, like we learn that he was D B Cooper who famously robbed the plane and all this money, uh, because he lost a bet to Thor and everything and he starts showing Loki things things like that haven't happened yet, that are supposed to happen and Loki doesn't believe all of it and he tries to escape using the, the Tesseract but then learns that not even Infinity Stone is like is even that powerful. It doesn't mean anything in the TVA. While they're hunting for Loki. He manages to find like the room where he was being interrogated by Mobius. He sees his future, full future right up until his death at the hands of Thanos, and learns that you know he can't go back. And so Mobius then gives him one more chance to uh, you know be, you know like do something right and help them fight this find this variant who we then learn is apparently another version of Loki, who we don't actually see. Uh, we don't actually see them at the end, but they see this cloaked figure like basically very brutally murdering these minute men who come to hunt it. And basically we're implied given that what we've seen before that is this other Loki that we we heard about. So, Carl, you've you've seen this episode already and the other episodes you've kinda of managed to avoid watching because you wanted to be kind of fresh for this show. But I was when you when you told me you were doing that, I was already very too deep into the show so I couldn't do that myself. I was I'm oh, in too deep. I had to see how it ends. So like so this is one one episode you've already seen before, like we started doing this your overall thoughts of this as a, as a first episode of this new this latest Netflix eh, Netflix this latest Disney Plus offering yeah it's
0: it's a it's an okay episode I would say it's almost uh, it's almost like a it's basically a pilot it's like a cold it's like a cold open for the rest of the series it's basically explaining who the TVA eh, and the Minutemen are and um What's what they you know, how they came to be, what their purpose is, um, sort of reintroducing us sort of to the Loki character as well for anyone who might not quite know who he is, and it, it sort of breaks him down a little bit as well. Like this sort of interview, I mean, Owen Wilson's trying to, Owen Wilson's character, Morbius, is trying to find out why do you kill people? Do you enjoy it? And yeah. he sort of in, in the end, he sort of admits he doesn't enjoy it, but it's all, but he has to because it's all part of the illusion, mm-hmm. and it, it kind of does make sense as well. And um, yeah, it's it's quite enjoyable, sort of seeing him sort of completely baffled by what's going on and completely powerless as well. None of his tricks, none of his cons, none of his, uh, not even the tesseract. Nothing
1: seems, nothing really works there. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh what well, I love about Wilson being involved in it is also there's all jokes about him I mean, often going, Wow. And yeah and wherever show he's involved in or wherever probably involved in, there's always the scene where his character says wow. And the create so much of the creators of Loki had to come out and say, At no point in the show does his character say wow before <laughs> anyone thinks that. So you know that something's become a meme like, if somebody has to come in and say, he doesn't say that at any point in the show.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's also some really good humor, like, uh, when that guy takes... doesn't take a ticket and then gets uh, sort of disintegrated. And Loki's all being all sort of brash, like, oh, I'm not. A, you know, why do I need to take a ticket? There's no one else here. And he goes, take a ticket. So he takes it, shoves it in his pocket. And then when he watches uh, that guy get disintegrated, he's quickly got the in his pocket to buy this ticket. He's like, yeah, I've got my ticket.
1: <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of the, uh, the scene in A uh, Last Crusade where Andy throws the guy off the, the Zeppelin or, or Hindenburg or wherever it was and he, everyone, he looks, everybody looks at and goes no ticket and everybody risks to get their ticket out because they don't like <laughs> it. it's one of the <laughs> windows with I thought it was going and that same scene got Loki he's like I shouldn't even be here and you hear Miss Mets go at this point you're probably saying I shouldn't even be here this is <laughs> 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 yeah. every bit bad time in there uh, also like the bit where he's like being told to say like sign this to confirm this is everything you've ever said what <laughs> <laughs> please sign this though and then the next bit is like it's just like it's not delivered to be funny it's just delivered so deadpan all these bits and then the bit where you have to go to the machine to verify he's not a robot and it's like well if i was a robot and didn't know like well it would burn you from the inside out like do people often not know they're robots
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes <Yeah, it's good. laughs> <laughs> it's quite funny that, yeah, yeah. The people not realise they're robots. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, there is a lot of
1: comedy through, but the main source of comedy, I think, and especially as Mobius, he's kind of been a bit sarky with Loki, who obviously doesn't want to hear it and everything. And, uh, he's like taking a piss like, like when he shows him the DB Cooper thing, like, oh, that's so cool. And like, I was young and I lost a bit to Thor. But you need to think, what the hell was that bet? What, what were the stakes of this bet that, that we all <laughs> going to Medgar and stealing a bunch of money? Yeah, what do you think is funny? I, I, it's weird that I really know the character of D.B. Cooper because of the film Without a Paddle, with uh, Seth Green, Dax Shepard, and Matthew Lillard, where they play like, friends who like used to be obsessed with the story of D.B. Cooper when they were younger, and then their pal dies. And so they say, fuck it, let's go see if we can actually find the money. And that's their... That's the story of that film. It's a, it's a dumb comedy from the mid-2000s if you're into that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I had to look it up. I wasn't too sure what it was, to be honest. But but now, now I know. Now I know. You only, yeah. only, only,
1: you only get to see their, their friend who passed away only briefly as an adult, but he's actually, I do, what uh, somebody actually told me, is he's played by the actor who would go on to play Homelander. Oh, right.
0: Anthony Starr.
1: Yeah, that's his name. So, but anyway enough about that. But, uh, he's taking, uh, taking the fifth uh, look at things and he's trying to tell like why do you enjoy hurting people and he, uh, he said like you're not meant to rule you're meant to cause suffering so other people can be their best selves and so also he was basically meant to cause the forming of the Avengers. Obviously in wrestling terminology like he's never meant to be the guy Loki he's, he's just meant to make other people look good.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And he's, um, trying to explain why, what's the rule like? Because people, people don't want choice. They want to be told what to do. Mm
1: hmm that was very much, that was a lot of his motivation in uh, in Avengers. Because also we have to learn that, you know, this isn't the same Loki that died in Endgame or Infinity War. This is the Loki that, from 20, left in the middle of 2012 and went into this alternate timeline. So he's not really developed as much as Loki in, you know, Loki was still very mischievous and not trustworthy throughout the rest of the MCU after Avengers. He still looked like at the end of Ragnarok in the Star of the that whether he was actually growing, right up until he died at the hands of Thanos. But this version of Loki is still very full of still thinks he's entitled to to rule and everything. And yeah, we do see his very rare moment of vulnerability where he is broken down where he sees like the death of his mother and how what what was actually awaiting for him and the realisation of his situation that he can't leave.
0: Yeah, I think another thing that sort of made him realize um, how small he really is is when he gets that sort of desk clerk and he has all these infinity stones and his drawing, he goes, oh, yeah, we get loads of these. Some of the guys even use them as paperweights. (laughs) These real powerful objects that people have been searching for and, and, you know, using, and the TVA just sees them as nothing more than paperweights.
1: (laughs) they don't say where the TV is, they just say, oh, time passes differently here. And like, okay, wonder, like, whatever the time, power of the timekeepers, here is, but this must be the ultimate power in the universe. And everything. so it's a really bold move on their part, you know, because the first three were set around the Infinity Stones. And also they realize, like, well, we've kind of done everything we can with the Infinity Stones. We need to move on to something more powerful, something bigger of a threat. And so basically in the first episode, this basically like, yeah, well, now we're moving on. So the Infinity Stones don't mean shit anymore.
0: I know, yeah. And, uh, you know, all this talk about variants uh, at this time as well. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. sure. And also, like, there's multiple versions of the same color. So, it, so basically, the Affinity Stones have been caused, of course, a varying number of variants. So people searching for the Affinity Stones has caused a lot of trouble for the TV over the years. So, the, so much so they've got a growing collection in their drawer.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh to say they just use them as paperweights and stuff and uh, yeah it's 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 mad it's making everything we've sort of seen before seems so sort of small now
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, yeah Loki just sort of decides to help and when he says who is it we're after and he says it's you and he's like I beg your pardon
1: <laughs> yeah and then you see like who's bigger? who basically burns these per minute man. <laughs> alive at the end and like steals like their one of their pads and everything because uh, he's like he's per- seemingly targeting like members of their of the TVA because they keep hunting them uh what did you think of this as kind of a cliffhanger to the early episode because like, I agree with you it's very much a like, an episode but I think I'd rather them do it in the first episode than right towards the end of the show like they did in uh, Wandavision, one division and Falcon told soldier because I think like most usual kind of obviously sets you up a premise sets you up who these people are and like some questions that you either answered or expanded upon later in the show or like they, or they, the first episode so they, they tell you this is how things are but then something happens like mid-season and they think actually things are like this i prefer that kind of style of presenting
0: it yeah i do as well it sets up everything you sort of need to know um while being entertaining and as you say it sets up things to come like with, you know, the variant that Jason's is another version of Loki, apparently. And as you say, we see a hooded figure burn a load of Minutemen alive in quite a horrendous way. So uh, it leads you mind, more you want to know what's happening. Is it, a, you know, is, is it a really another Loki and, how, you know, how is it that one Loki got caught so easily and this one's evading them and causing so much trouble. And there's a nice little nod sort of halfway through the episode, that it is Loki when that little, they asked the little boy in the, the like church who, who did it. And he points to like uh, um, a um in window of the devil. And you know, Loki has those horns, doesn't he? On his, yeah. on his helmet. So, if you're clever enough and paying attention, it is like a uh, the little boy sort of telling you who it, exactly who it is. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like, and it's, it, I refer to him as the devil, and that scene is obviously to it's not give too much away. And although, like the TV, have been a thing in the comics. Obviously, I don't really know that much about the history and the comic adaptation, but it's a case of like they have to introduce new different characters, and new concepts, and groups into as the you goes sort to keep things you know, fresh and everything. So I love how they quickly explain away why the TV hasn't appeared until now because obviously they haven't had a story for them. But uh, and this, so like, why? Why have I never heard of you before? Like, well, because you didn't need to, because because you only need to hear about us until you don't hear about us until you start to veer away from your your set path on the timeline.
0: Yeah, and there's something bad he's done, and he says, um, "Oh, so why I wasn't?" Why wasn't the TVA around when I did that? Is, that? is that all all right in their book then? And then Howie mean, Wilson's character can't really explain it. He just, well, not exactly, but, well, never mind. It's uh, the TV show Say, so, yeah, there are a few holes that we can't really explain, but let's not worry about that.
1: Yeah, very much, because... Loki, basically, they've settled this whole idea, all, all the people on TV were, were created by the timekeepers and everything like cause that uh, guy who said about the favorites is like, he gets are like, give me the test tracker, I'll get you like a fish. What's a fish? <laughs> like, that's <laughs> yeah. why I know what I'm being threatened with before I, before I know whether or not to help you. But <laughs> he was, you have Loki, they also up this idea like, oh, it was perfect. Like, it seems a bit too convenient for Loki and he basically questioned and all like, he keeps calling the, the time variant. Uh, the timekeepers like space lizards However. I uh, believe he doesn't trust anybody, I think, sets up the idea that maybe the audience shouldn't trust, whatever, uh, as the TVA is trying to sell to them. Uh, he's got the three big statues of the, the TVA, of the, of the timekeepers, and like the judge that Owen Wilson was talking to, like, like what the, is very vague, went on to the timekeepers, like, what are they doing? They're busy. What are they doing? Uh, dictating the power flow of time. What exactly do you do? We dictate according to their dictations. <laughs> and, and then quickly moved back onto his trio. Everything like really, like don't ask any questions about the timekeepers.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, they 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 sort of know it's all a bit sort of convoluted and silly, but the, and they're you know they're sort of breaking the fourth wall or the, uh, in a way sort of mm-hmm. like you know nudging a wink like yeah all right we can't really explain everything but just enjoy the just enjoy the ride basically uh, and it's all it's all good it's all fun and i'm looking forward as we said i haven't watched any more episodes so i'm looking forward to seeing where episode two takes us
1: yeah i think they set up like, like the, the concept very well and it sure leaves you with a lot of questions that you hope to be answered for the course of it and uh I don't, think, I don't think this is too much of a spoiler but uh, I only learned about this when I was midway through the series myself but apparently ahead of it coming I believe it was Ken Vaggy that was, he said that out of the, the TV shows that they've been doing up until this point as part of phase four, Loki will have the uh, the most impact on the MCU going forward in this phase so it definitely set up even though it's only six episodes you know, it sets up the idea that this is something to be paying attention to and like things are gonna, just going to escalate as the show goes on uh' somebody a theory I saw online I think is actually a very like it could be expanded upon further the idea of where the TV actually is if time passes so differently somebody asked uh, is it maybe in this quantum realm that they established in the ant-man films because you know they've, they've they specify that in quantum realm the time moves differently because when Scott Lang goes into it while the blip happens to him it's like minutes or even hours he comes out and it's like five years later and like we said, like when you you pop up, like he popped up the car, the van was on a rooftop, and then he pops up again and the van's in some uh, warehouse.
0: Yeah, it's um it's also uh start to say timey whimey wibbly wobbly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's interesting to find out where there's actually this T V may actually, you know, be. In terms of like, because they don't actually, like, they keep asking, they ask it in this episode, but they don't really, they keep very, very big and they don't tell you where it actually is. Uh, and Loki, number up to, Jeremy and Nathan, uh, uh, I, think, I don't think they were really, I think they had the opposite view of me, but I really thought that at this point where they showed Colton getting killed and like, oh, it's not, this is making a difference to a dead man, like, I always thought, like, sure, surely. Can we, can we not just tell Loki that he's still alive or tell someone in the Avengers <laughs> that he's still alive? Because we had seven seasons of uh, Angel's show. I haven't finished yet, but somehow I think somebody tells me that he dies again or maybe they tell the Avengers at some point that he's alive. But can we just tell everyone that he's alive? I'm sick of this being a thing that everyone
0: thinks he's <laughs> still dead. Yeah, it's a bit weird, as you say, because he has been uh, coming for about seven seasons god knows how that show got seven seasons i, I think i stopped watching it after about halfway well, through season three i think
1: yeah, it was a weird way they set up that show because they would had the first two episodes or so would be really good if i've ever slowed down period in the middle of the season get to the mid-season finale end on a big cliffhanger have a good couple episodes coming back from the mid-season finale, bit of a slog great season finale and there was rinse repeat for the show and somehow that kept me on longer. I kept on with that show longer than I kept on with maybe with Walking Dead, because Walking Dead got worse with it, with, it, with its mid-season slogs. But you know, I like season four because they introduced Ghost Rider for a little bit in that in that show. Whether he'll come back in the MCU, I don't know. But you never know. I don't know. Uh, so like, I just want I just wanted Loki to be told that you know, like that he's still alive, because like, surely Mobius knows of timelines and everything. He, he surely T V S and know that that calls still alive and everything and it also means that the avengers name is built on a lie. they're telling they were coming to avenge a man that wasn't really dead
0: yeah perhaps that's why they don't want to tell anybody because they're, <laughs> they're worried that'll ruin the avengers
1: <laughs> i mean we've not seen age of Ultron on stuff, civil war the avengers almost ruined themselves
0: this is true this is true very
1: true so there you go uh, but i think as a first episode like I'm trying to think of what else I can say about it but you know I think it's not the most early action pattern in terms of an episode it's very much this is the premise of the show very much as this episode and the only other thing thing, is somebody said that they thought that Mobius' comment about the nightmare department uh, was a reference to maybe uh, I think it's a bit of a stretch but there's apparently a Doctor strange villain called Nightmare uh, who they could introduce in the multiverse of madness I think it's a bit of a stretch but you know something else worth mentioning that i had in my notes
0: yeah yeah you you never know i'm not really giving that much thought to that one to be perfectly Mm -hmm. honest but uh yeah it's certainly a a decent fairy
1: yeah i thought i'd throw that out there but uh i think girl i think is there anything else we can really say about loki or do we want to try uh going into a bit of a rate, our ratings for this episode?
0: Uh, I think we might as well go into a, a ratings, as you say. It it wasn't exactly a massive amount happening in this episode. It's more exposition, setting everything up, getting us ready for what is really to come. Uh, I think it did a really good job of that, to be honest. Uh, I, I'd, I'd give it a solid 7 out of 10. It's uh, yeah, good, but not spectacular.
1: Yeah. I think I'll give it a 7.5. I don't mean to try and one up, go that one half ahead of you, but uh, I think some of the I think some of the comedic moments were a lot funnier now that I, re- I remember them back and talk about them, like the bits with Miss Minutes or the bit with the uh, when he's first getting like processed and everything, uh, and like I'm verifying everything he's ever said and everything. So like I, think I give us all like 7.5, but yeah, I think there are better episodes yet to come. Like cause it's only just beginning the series, but something I might say before we we go is that the way they explain how people become variants and everything, and it can be as simple as trying to start an uprising to just being late for work. Like, also, the way that the Minutemen confront Loki, basically saying, like, they give them less than one, they give him, like, one warning, really, before they go very violent and trying to apprehend them Like, when they say he's just a simple sequence violation, like he's a simple violation compared to the variant they're actually hunting. So, like, imagine being somebody who's just been late for work and suddenly the TVA come up because you're a variant and then suddenly you have these weird sticks that are threatening to fucking prune you. And you're like, you've, you've all these questions, but they're just saying hands up, variant, like, I don't know what you're talking about, I'm just trying to get to work.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it would be very strange. And uh, I'm surprised some of my friends who, and people I've worked with haven't been picked up by the TVA before, <laughs> to me, <Alice>. honest. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe maybe they were meant to be late. It's all meant to happen. <laughs> the, it. Clearly,
0: the amount of times they were must have been bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they were me- they were never meant to be on time. They were meant to cause suffering to others because they were late. <laughs> there we go. That is the the first episode of Loki. We will continue our our glorious purpose uh, in the next couple of weeks as we go through the episode, episode of the series and delve into it more. more. I'm interested in to see Carl's thoughts on the next, and the remainder of the series. You know, from being a lot more fresher in your head than mine mind, because I'll be rewatching it. But uh, we, as you may notice, we kept it contained to the episode itself. Obviously, spoils for the episode itself, but we're not giving anything away for the rest of the series. Not only because it's Carl, obviously, he's just watching it for other things. So I don't want to ruin it for him, but also because it's the mo- it's m- way more recent than when we talked about Mandalorian. So obviously we want to, for the benefit of those who may have watched a couple of episodes but haven't watched the full series.
0: Yeah, because um, previously when we've done these things, it's been a good year or six or six months since it aired, but this has only just finished airing, so some people might not, not have got around to watching all the episodes yet.
1: Yeah, definitely. So you know, we're trying to be considerate you know, for all you who are joining us on our uh, our, uh, our whole train through the, through the Secret Timeline but before we ride this whole train out of here and before we all someone is late for the train and becomes a variant I was really <laughs> really really hurt really my arm reaching for that transition uh, <laughs> Carl other than uh, this fabulous podcast what else are you up to here on Rogue Pines?
0: Well I recently recorded an episode of No Rogues Bard with my wonderful co-host Scott grilling me so um <laughs> That should be up um, in not too distant future. So well, I don't know why you'd want to know more about me, but if you do, that's that's a podcast to look out for. Um, try not to bury it too much, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I'm just gonna say, try to stay modest. You know, yeah, it's it's a podcast about wonderful me. Make sure you. <laughs> Why would you not want to know more about Carl Pierce the third? I just added the third bit in because it makes me sound better than I really am. Um, But yeah, um, I did a tennis pod recently with Nathan on Wimbledon. It's a bit outdated now, but if you want to check it out, you can do. Um, There's Rogue Chronicles. Um, We've I think the last one was magneto that Mm -hmm. um, we uploaded so make sure you check that out and there'll also be one on the cyberman coming your way in the not too distant future too so make sure you look out for those and that's about it at the moment there might be a few other things in the pipeline but i'm not 100% sure if they'll actually happen or when they'll happen so uh, I won't say anything more on those just yet and also make sure to check our website out at um, uh, ruggedfinals20.wordpress.com where we've got brilliant articles up there, Scott's recently done one on Slammiversary so check that out Um, Anthony did one recently on the latest UFC show in, so that's definitely worth checking out. I did one on, recent my most recent one is on tenor, Britain's latest tennis sensation and Emma Radicano, so you know if any of that interests you please check out our website.
1: Yeah, very good, uh, I put a lot into that that Slamversary review, there's like well over 2,000 words, I think Sam has had an impact on me. Uh, <laughs> I also, I've got another article in the works that's like 80% done. Uh, it was originally going to be my favourite Star Wars The Clone Wars uh, episodes, but I realised, especially as the series goes on in the uh, storylines crossover the episodes, I couldn't talk about one episode without tying it into another. I'm very close to it, so it's kind of become a, my favourite Clone Wars storylines. Uh, that article was about 80% done. So uh, hopefully that'll be up uh, very soon on the website as well. Maybe a Bert Baker would like to give it a read, you know, her who thinks Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) I never liked dentists. I've always said I've never trusted dentists and I was always right to.
0: Exactly. What does a dentist know?
1: I know. So then you also got a Money in the Bank review with myself and Sam. You got the Rogue Retro SmackDown review. If you enjoyed us talking about Thanos and uh, Infinity Gems, some point in the coming weeks, uh, there'll be an episode about uh, there'll be an episode a episode of uh, Rogue Chronicles myself, joining Liam and Carl about Thanos himself. Uh, it'll be an uh, interesting one. They talk about of uh, about other things going on on RugPains. Uh, we did a tournament with Eric Lee, our uh, 2021 second anniversary guest of the year. He came back, and given how me and Nathan may have annoyed her, she may never come back again. Uh, when we did the Tournament to Crown, what is the best candy of all time? It?
0: Um, it is a terrific lesson, trust me, <laughs> I, I've really enjoyed that. Yeah, Nathan doesn't care if you're a wrestler who can literally rip his head off, he'll still argue the toss with you.
1: He will. He's got a master's degree in it.
0: <laughs> as i found out, I'm up to my detriment many a times on Kayfabe Court.
1: Absolutely, keep your is back as well, you went out in, in our back catalogue. Check out past episodes of me and Carl talking about Star Wars on our most recent list uh, podcast or the past where we talked about the Mandalorian, all that good stuff. Uh, we'll probably have guests uh, maybe on the later episodes of Loki potentially or on other things we talk about on this show. We enjoyed having the guests on towards the end of the Mandalorian run. Uh, and Outside of this podcast uh, I'm back with Paul uh, regularly. He's back from his all day. We've got a Slamversary review so if you, if you think reading is for nerds, listen to me and Paul talk about it. An audio form over at has got round podcast at and available on the same podcasting platforms uh, that Rooka Pines is, is on, which is which is Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, <laughs> Google Podcasts, Podbean, all the great podcasting sites. And uh, if you're interested in your quizzes and your YouTube content, you can check over to each of uh YouTube channel where I hosted a, a latest edition of their show, Quiz Showdown. Uh, To celebrate fans coming back, I looked back at the last year and a half of there being no fans in a quiz I devised called Quiz Showdown 12 Beyond Thunderdome. (laughs) It's a hell of a quiz and I made sure to make sure that they can, I made sure that the contestants on that quiz hated me by round three. (laughs) Uh, So go check that out. And I think that's all we got. Rogapains at RoganSquarePains on Twitter and Instagram to keep up with all our happenings and all our future content. Whenever they're made whenever the articles and podcast are available. Uh, but until then, Carl, I think we know that uh, like we've learned here today that podding, especially when it comes to the secret timeline, it ain't easy.
0: It really isn't. And make sure to stay in your predetermined timelines, everybody. <laughs> everything, it's been Agatha all along. Who's been pulling
1: every evil string?
0: It's been Agatha all along. She's insidious. So (laughs)
1: perfidious that you haven't even noticed. And the pity is the pity (laughs) you. to fix anything now that everything has gone wrong. It's been Agatha. What? Huh. Rony Agatha. It's been Agatha all along. <gasps> and I killed Sparky too. <laughs>